This is Lekker. I'm Lucy Dearlove. I'm delighted to bring you a very short, sweet taste of a conversation I had recently with the food writer Gurdip Loyal. I've followed Gurdip's work for a few years now and have always been in great admiration of what he does, not only in his own writing and in his platform of other people's work on his site and Instagram page, Mother Tongue, but also just in his general enthusiasm, charm and fostering of connections and community within food. Ask anyone in food who knows him, and they will only have good things to say. Gurdip's debut cookbook, also called Mother Tongue, is published this week, and it celebrates his heritage at, and it celebrates his heritage as, as he himself puts it, a descendant of Punjabi farmers and Leicester market traders. This is part of a much longer interview that we did over a breakfast of crab crumpets recipe in Mother Tongue. And you can hear that version over on the Lekker Patreon or via Apple Podcast subscription. The link is in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. We open here with Gurdy presenting me with a surprise breakfast dessert. And we go on to talk about some of the finer points of how Mother Tongue is written and designed. I really want you to try this sort of weird thing that I eat quite often. Oh my god, okay. okay. It's it's just something that I like. And it's I'm excited. It's going to it's not gonna blow your mind because it's not revolutionary. It's just like it's basically just two weird not weird, two things on a crumpet that you would maybe not put together. Okay. Are you gonna are you gonna um tell me what it is or am I gonna eat it blind? Uh, I'll just <laughs> do you want that last bit? Oh god, I'm not gonna let it go no, to you waste. Must, you must, you must. So this is, this is something that I eat secretly. Right, there's a crumpet. Onto that, we're going to put this. <gasps> oh my God, you were already talking my language. Nutella on a crumpet is one of my all time favorite things. Okay, okay. okay. Oh my God, so. okay. I've just seen what the other pot's labeled as. <laughs> so we've got quite a thick I'm here for this, I'm here for it. Of, of Nutella. That's, that's an approved amount of that's Nutella for me. Nutella. Yeah, you need, it's like bite marks in it, you need that. And onto that. I'm going to sprinkle some very salty docker. Oh my God. And so what else is in this? So this is my one actually, this is a pistachio and fenugreek docker. And I oh know it God. sounds weird, but this is one of those things. It looks really beautiful. You've got <laughs> the green it? of the Doesn't pistachio. It? Doesn't it? This is, I have such a thing for sweet and salty and- So tell me how you this, came. This came about because I'm not joking, when, when I'm in private on my own, <laughs> I will think about how I can combine things into the flavors that I love. I love okay. sweet and salty together. Yeah. I love anise and sour together. I love like yeah. really creamy things and cheesy things that have got heat in them. So often I'll experiment a lot. And this was just one of those things one day I was like, I want something sweet and sour. And I had a crumpet and I put Nutella on it. And then I think I just made a fresh batch of ducker. And I was like, that's sweet and salty. Let's see what happens. And I haven't gone back. I mean, I, I'm excited to try this. Thank you. That's beautiful. Right. Oh my you God. want a good amount of, of both. Of both. Yeah. I'm going to take 
that bit. Oh, that's very generous. Thank you. That's definitely Feel free to add more ducker if you like. Or don't, if you don't like. Take a bite. Mmm. That is not something I would put together myself, but I really like it. It's quite bizarre, but good. Bizarre. Yeah, when you get the... When you get the sashimi seeds. Have you got human in there? Um, Yeah, there is human in there, yeah. It really makes the Nutella less sweet, which means you can eat more. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I mean, it's a it is it's a way of amplifying Nutella, but getting more Nutella into your body. This is so good. Oh my god, this is genius. It's is almost it almost comes through more in the aftertaste because a lot of those spices there's like pink peppercorns and mm. sesame and stuff like that. Anything that means I can eat more Nutella on a crumpet. This is actually my sort of ever-evolving duck apart. I make it differently every time. It just goes into the... Add it on top. What was once an M&S bolognese many years ago. <laughs> but has many been, years ago. Has been the duck apart for a long time. <laughs> um, mm. Tell me about the flavour chords. That yes. was a thing that really kind of... Cause they're right at the beginning, aren't they? And yeah. you've also used the paisley motif to kind of illustrate them. Yeah. Which the paisley motif is like throughout the book. You've got these kind of like beautiful flashes of colour with the paisley motif to illustrate different ingredients. So tell me about how that came about. So what I really wanted to do is give people a way of getting into my head without being weirded out. <laughs> Basically, um, I I'm not a chef, um, but I've you know I've I've been a professional eater for like twenty years. So I've sort of spent a lot of my career like honing my flavor intuition Mm. and in some ways it was really interesting because I was reflecting on this sort of idea of like inherited sort of traits from your culture and whatever and and, you know I've I've learned a lot of my food intuition from my mum as well Mm. who learned it from her mum who learned it from her mum so for me it was kind of interesting because I was sort of thinking about right I want to give people a sort of understanding of way that I think about flavour. And I genuinely do think about flavour as if a flavour is a musical note. Mm. And then a flavour combination, for example, Nutella and Ducca, is um, is a flavour, is, is a chord. And actually, I just sort of thought, well, instead of sort of trying to overcomplicate this, actually, I'm just going to use this analogy of chords of notes and chords of flavour. And actually, as I sort of started writing it, I realised that there were so many other metaphors that could come into it, sort of, uh, you know, there's a big theme around, you know, getting out to your desperate stores and supporting them. Mm. And so it kind of ended up fitting in with the whole idea of, you know, a piano which has black notes and white notes. And I was like, well, I mean, there's a metaphor right there. So it, it was one of those things that almost once I sort of got this idea, it sort of started writing itself. Mm. But actually the whole point of it, the intention of it was, I wanted people to find a way of, to have a way of like structuring that intuition as opposed to thinking too scientifically about flavour because I think, mm. I don't know, I just felt like flavour had got to a point where, you know, there's so many brilliant books about the science of flavour but my mum has no idea about the science of flavour and her mum had no idea about the science of flavour. Right. They just use their intuition and for me this was a way of going, you know what, this is not the science of flavour but this is a way that you could structure your intuition and be really playful. And, you know, there's a natural analogy between chords and playing, so... Yes! Oh. Yeah, I love that. The point of the kind of, the chord bubbles is to kind of say, 
it's not saying I want you to go out and buy all of these things. It's actually the opposite. It's saying, look what you could do with everything that's probably already in your pantry. And I actually want yes. people to take those bubbles and go, you know what? Actually, I've got that and I've mm. got that and I've got that and I've got that. If we use this approach, we could create something really inventive and really interesting. And I think the other thing for me is that there's a big message around playing interculturally with flavours. So, mm. you know, why not put some miso and masala together? Why not put, you know, things in a respectful and a appreciative way absolutely and that's my, my big message is you know get out to your desperate stores and explore what they have on their shelves and learn the cultural roots of those ingredients mm. but then you can absolutely be playful with them mm. and so for me the whole flavor cords thing was a way of kind of getting you to to think border free about flavors and to actually think about the characteristics of flavors mm. versus oh but that's Vietnamese and that's Chinese and that's Turkish so I can't put those together it's like no you can and it's actually really fun when you do. Yeah. And can be very delicious. Yeah, and can great. be very not delicious, but you know. Yeah, but that's kind of, of the fun of discovery, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I wanted it to basically feel like an expression of like being a sort of in-betweener mm-hmm. of like Britishness and Indianness. Because a big theme of the book is this whole idea of kind of Britishness and Indianness. And so I'm really into bold colours. I'm really into mm. kind of abstract art and kind of big shapes. So we kind of went with sort of, we were like, well, let's have one shape that's the, the theme of the whole book. And it had to be Paisley because that's my mum's favourite Indian motif. So it was like, well, that's a given. We're going with Paisley. And then when it came to doing the photography, it was really interesting because we I was having a conversation about like different styles and routes that we could go down. Mm. And I sort of kept coming back to this idea of, I was like, I just want it to feel like it's, my Indianness, like extracted in a white world. And then someone just said, well, why don't you do that? Like actually do that, like put Indianness just in white space. Yeah. So it's actually a visual metaphor for Indianness, which is loud and explosive in a white world, which is kind of how I exist. And like my existence is that, as is a diasporic existence for a lot of people of color. So yeah, that was quite, it kind of then evolved into that. And it is basically just, plates in white space that's so, oh my god that's <laughs> absolutely actually, fascinating because i was really struck by that because i feel like that's stylistically that's quite unusual for food photography yes, in this current era yes. i think we've we've seen styles like that before where it's a bit more like focused on the food not conceptually like that i think that is now you said that i'm like huh okay and that's kind of why <laughs> that the, really does like the starkness of the beautiful yeah. vibrant food on the white background is and that's why we put that picture first, because the whole idea was we wanted you to open the pit, open the book and go, right, I'm in a white world, what the hell's happening? And then it's like, bang, <laughs> we've kind of exploded on you. This yeah. is what's happening. So so what's that first recipe? That first recipe is um, crispy okra and honey masala corn bel puri. Okay. Which I love. I, I love the photo of it. We were kind of trying to make this... We actually had a lot of fun on set. We were basically that's just great. throwing stuff around in yeah. white space. <laughs> What which a nice was, time. Which was yeah. actually quite fun um, with my amazing friend, Jack. So actually, was, we didn't have a big team. We didn't have a food stylist. Mm. It was me, my brilliant friend, Jack Walker, and my brilliant friend, Lucy. It was just the three of us in Jack's house in Brixton, creating a big white box and then just playing. Jax is an incredible photographer, but um, it was really fun and there is over the food styling we all did ourselves like we just that's amazing congrats like it looks no, beautiful <laughs> no honestly like i think a food stylist is gonna look at this and go what is this this is so bad and i'm like everyone's like who's the stylist and i was like we didn't have one we just me like, i'm the we stylist just, we just we just made it up
Thank you so much to Gurdip Loyal. Mother Tongue, Flavours of a Second Generation is out now. Fantastic book, highly recommend you get a copy. And a reminder that you can hear a much longer version of our conversation, including him making me breakfast, those crab crumpets that I mentioned in the intro, on the Lekker Patreon or via Apple Podcast subscription. And also that you can buy merch via the Lekker Tmall site or Big Cartel. The links are in the show notes of your podcast app. Music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. Thanks for listening. <laughs>